Praise the Lord. Right. So today we're going to continue on our journey of becoming uh, a selfless Christian. And last week I started talking about believers, what it means to be a selfless. Uh, last week I started talking about parents, what it means to be a selfless uh, parent. Praise the Lord. Now, so uh, let's turn our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Apologies in, apologies in advance. I might be fast a little bit because I have a lot to cover with you guys uh, as we carry on on our journey of discovering who we are in Christ Jesus and becoming those people. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Uh, the Bible says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's the King James Version. And uh, the Amplified Version renders that same chapter, uh, that's, uh, that same verse of the Bible. Thus, train up a child in the way he should go, and in keeping with his individual gift or bent, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Praise the Lord. I'll repeat that the amplified rendering of this verse. Train up a child in the way he should go, and keep and in keeping with his individual gift or bent, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I tried to clarify last week that. The Bible says we should train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. The Bible did not say when he would leave it, and when he, when he, when there's crisis after he's gone through a lot of crisis in life, he will then remember the things his father and mother told him and come back to his senses like the prodigal son. Uh, you guys are aware of the, are familiar with the story of the prodigal son, uh, prodigal child, or prodigal son in the Bible. Who wanted to go live um, a, a, a ridiculous lifestyle, an extravagant lifestyle? Wanted to live a reckless lifestyle. You know, took all of his possession from <laughs> while his father was still alive. Told his father to give um, to allocate to him all of his, his own portion of his inheritance in his father's estate, and then he went to live a reckless life with prostitutes and stuff like that. And after he was spent and lost everything. Uh, came to his senses, and you know, he found himself eating with pigs. He came to his senses and decided to go back to his father. Well, glory be to God, the father still accepted him because that's his father, a good father. Amen. Praise the Lord. So um, that's the, in case you are not familiar with that story, uh, that's kind of summary of what that story is. But the Bible is saying to us here that, you know, train up a child in the way it should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents, can I say something to you here? You may train a child in the way it should go, and the child, the child may still choose to go in the wrong way. That is no reflection on your parenting. It's not, it's not, it's not a reflection of your parental, parenting performance. What I'm trying to say is that the fact that you train a child in the way it should go, and unfortunately along the line, he started mixing with the wrong crowd when he's old, and departed from what you trained him or her to do, right? That does not mean you failed as a parent. Now, your job and your duty is to play your role effectively while the child is still under your care and your custody before they become an adult. Parental result comes with some kind of risks. And when I say uh, result, I mean what a child becomes or what, okay, what the child becomes after they leave home, when they become an adult, how they live their life, you know, com comes with a kind of risk because they can choose to, to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in their heart 
or choose to follow the deception of the enemy. So if you're a parent watching me, you've done a great job raising your kids and they did not eventually embrace the teachings and the practices, you know, the lifestyle you model to them, it does not mean you failed as a parent. You know, just before I came on here to speak to us this morning, the Lord was laying something in my heart to share with you guys. And I think, um, and I, I would like to share that with you. The truth is this. Now, when you raise, when you raise a child in the way it should go, right, and it turns away from it, right, it does not mean that there's something in your life that you didn't do well. It doesn't mean there's something in your life you didn't do well. So don't carry guilt and condemnation. Amen. Don't carry guilt and condemnation. Don't see yourself as a failure. It might sound like I'm repeating myself, but I need to emphasize that the Lord wants to speak to someone's heart this morning. Right? So you are not a failure if a child does not turn out the way God, you know, the way you, you know, the way you raise them. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the second part of uh, the second Bible verse that we focus on in this um, two-part message. Ephesians 6, 4 reads, Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. The Bible is telling us how to raise a, ch- a child, the scope of raising a child. Amen. In, the, in training, discipline, counsel, train them in, yeah, in training, so raise them or rear them in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord this is amplified. So for parents, if you want to train your child, you have a scope here. Let it be in line with what God says. Let it be in line with how God wants you to raise them. And I'm speaking to Christians here, right? because we are members of, uh, of the family of God. But that does not mean that a parent who is not a believer will not raise or cannot raise a child successfully. They will not be, they may not, they will not raise them in the admonition of the Lord because they do not know the Lord. Amen. So, one other thing that came to mind as I was preparing for this that the Lord prompted me to, to share is this Parent, uh, if, you're a, if you're a person watching or listening and you don't have a parent yet, so you don't have a child yet, you know, one thing that the Lord laid in my heart this morning is that. Um, this is an opportunity for you to kind of really understand what life is about, what true life is about. Now, many people who started raising kids just after they got married, many of such parents do not know what life is really about. Because they got married, they had children, and they got busy. Now, after raising the kids and the kids leave home, many parents are kind of, many parents here are kind of useless to themselves. And over the years, I've seen many parents, adults in their 50s, in their 60s, I've seen them decline in intelligence. Become, with all due respect, not the nicest word to get that, I will not use it. 
they become less valuable to themselves, to the kingdom of God and the society. Because after the kids left home, there's nothing really to live for. So they go, they, they start associating with all manner of parents, all kinds of ungodly things. And I've seen, I mean, I've seen parents, not that I've had, I've seen parents become less useful to themselves, to their children. You know, the real the, 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 the real issues in their life started getting exposed. Parents were obsessive. Parents who have insecurity issues. You know, some of them begin to prognose into their children's home and marriage, manipulating them, trying to control. Each, no, see, the mother did not develop or the father did not develop such intrusive behavior overnight. It had always been there. But because they were busy raising kids, they did not really understand what it means to be a child of God or to become who God has created you to be or to fulfill purpose. So all those things were covered up. All those things were not trans- were not obvious. But after kids left home, then the mess and the issue in their life came to show. And unfortunately, many of them, the weaknesses and the problems in their life that they did not they, they were not aware of or cognizant of or deal with as we're raising kids. They said that, you know, the, the manifestation of this behavior, this bad behavior begins to affect the life of their children. You see some parents say things like, why have you not married? I've had parents, mothers call their children uh, a barren woman because she did not have a child yet. I've seen parents give their child ultimatum to get married. Parents with all due respect. As you know, Captain Tunde is um, he speaks the truth. He doesn't filter it. People go, it's called it's lunacy. That's a new word there. <laughs> uh, go and take lunacy in the dictionary. It's lunacy. To control the life of a child, to use it to achieve what you want to what you want to see for your own sense of fulfillment is lunacy. Praise the Lord. Lord, I wish I could use the words I try I want to use, but I gotta be more nice. It's not nice. It's evil. Now, this is not throwing stones at anyone or accusing any parent. But I'm calling it what it is so that you can see it for what it is. I know we live in a world of political correctness. I'm a Nigerian guy. I come from a background where you're asked to respect elders and stuff like that. And yes, but don't forget, the guy speaking to you here is not speaking from the position of your son or Mrs. So-so-so and son. No, I am the pastor of the Transformers Church. I am, the, I am a servant of the Most High God. I am a prophet over my household. So what's coming out of my mouth is not what I conjure. Right? I am speaking with the authority that Jesus Christ has given to me. Amen. So all those things, because I've got some, feed, I've got some feedbacks. I got some feedback when, when we're starting. And people say, you know, uh, you know you're just starting. They'll be looking at you with like, like this, you know, this small boy. Why would he talk like that? With all due respect, sir and ma. It's not your place under the under heavens to judge me and to rate me as a child that the father has called and instructed. No, you didn't. You didn't call me. If you did not call me and appoint me to service, you have no right to assess our one of a guy that used to be my friend. He said some very stupid things one day. He said Sunday, so people have reported you to me and I have answered certain things on my on my table. One of my best friends, I mean, used to be, used to be best friends. It was, and he was, he was talking to me. They, so they brought matters about it to my table. And I'm like, who made you my father in the Lord? This is where we cross the line. As, because 
parents, I'm, I'm on parenting. I'm going to com- com- connect together. Now I'm an adult. I'm around 40. And it's someone of my, my age mate who is just a few months older than me, just a few months, is trying to preside over me. You know, put me under him. Africans, where did we get this stupidity from? That we think that everybody must be under us or can be used to fulfill our vision or make us ourselves feel good, including our parents. This is lunacy. Don't forget what I said last week. Every child is a person. Every child is a person. Every human being is a person. You know, the reason why I touched on the men of God and women of God, I don't know who they are, who are giving feedback, reporting it to people who is doing their business. The reason why I touched on that is that there is an attitude among Nigerians. And I'm speaking, I know it's cut across other culture, but because I'm a Nigerian, I can speak for Nigerian. There's an attitude of, of not recognizing people, but using people. And this bad attitude, evil attitude, you know, streams into our homes, into our marriages. And we damage people. So I'm not attacking people because of the stupid things they've said about me, right? No, but I'm just trying to call out that demonic attitude that makes us feel we are superior to other people and we can talk about them anyhow and we can trash them. And that's why I gave you an example that I used to have a best friend who was saying all manner of evil, garbage, demonic things to me, you know, condescendingly addressing me and, and I'm thinking, is everything all right? Amen. Parents, so I've not lost track. We're still on track. Many people, and I was talking, I started by talking to single people, people who don't have kids yet. Now, I've said a lot of stuff, right? I said a lot of stuff. So the question and the challenge for you is to check yourself and say, what are the issues in my life that I need to deal with? I can guarantee. When you have children, they will get you so busy and occupied. And if you're one of those parents who make who feel good and celebrate that they have children, and having children is their joy, is their ultimate destination in life. Such parents do not pay attention to the issues of their life that needs dealing with. A child becomes an idol in their life. And you better not, you know, when you touch people's idols, you see how they bite you, how they want to kill you. Many parents are, is it oblivious, the right word? They are not, off, they are not conscious. Or is it obli- I, want to, I want to use the word oblivious. They are oblivious to the fact that, <laughs> I like to do drama sometimes. Drama sometimes, right? Okay. They are oblivious to the fact that they've made their child an idol in their life. They worship their children. Now, not that they worship that the child, But being a parent is, is, is a state in their life that you dare not touch or see anything about how I am parenting. Being a mother or a father is the joy of my life. Yes, it should be a joyful thing. But if people cannot have common conversation with you about parenting, about, you know, or suggest things, not in a condescending or destructive way, and you rip them apart, you want to chew them, you... you you have problem. 
Amen. God help us. Praise the Lord. Now, everything I've said so far, besides the things that the, these key things that Lord spoke to me about to share with you guys this morning, everything I've said so far, I don't know where they're coming from, but I believe they come from the Spirit. Amen. All right. So if this message goes here and there, you, you, you realize that we still be in the same place, but there's some strong words that need to come to people's life. Because if these things are not dealt with, friends, many parents will continue to ruin the life of their children. So many parents don't even know what they, 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 they damage they're capable of doing to their children. They don't know yet until a pastor like me begins to call it out. And that's why I will not give room to any demonic man or woman of God to, to destroy my confidence or my boldness to do this. Because if I should give in to those people who are, go who are going to report me to people and my own best friends, former from best friends, feel that they can trample me and put me under and control me, if I allow them, I will not be able to fill this assignment. Because this is the truth that will set people free. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> right, so we're still looking at scriptures and I share with you guys what God said to me. Uh, but I feel something is missing. Okay, let me do it. This is what I feel is missing. Now, parents, so if you have kids, right, or you're a parent, and you've been, you know, you've not had this kind of message before or you've not been brought to actually think this way, I want to challenge you that as you are raising the key of kids, right, take time out to yourself and start evaluating your own life. Emotionally, psychologically, physically, how are you doing? If your child were no longer with you, what would you be doing with your life? I repeat, parents, listen to me. I want you to start asking yourself questions. If your parents are no longer, if your children are no longer with you, what would you be doing with your life? I want you to think 20 years ahead of you. When your kids are grown and have left home, what would you be doing with your life? Because many of us today, we, I repeat, we are very busy because the children keep us busy. But I want to say to you, there's no parenting in heaven. You didn't come into this world as a parent. Your ultimate purpose in life is not to be a parent. That will drop some people off the wrong way. No, it's not. Parenting is a privilege. Parenting is part of fulfilling the, the, the plan of God for procreation, raising godly kids. You know, it's, it's an opportunity, it's a privilege to be part of, to, to be able to fulfill God's agenda for mankind. But there's more to your life than parenting. Because the kids can grow up, yeah, but when they leave, what are you going to be doing? Some people... They make, they've made it their life mission to raise these kids to, make, to ensure that they are successful and things like that. But when the child becomes, gets married, and if anything happens and they just go their own way, and they probably see you once in, once in two years, once in three years, what will become of your life? So if you have kids, start asking yourself questions. When these kids are gone, what would I be doing with my life? And I want to tell you, if you're waiting for that time to come before you start doing something with your life, it might be too late. Because you may not have the strength, the energy, <clears throat> or the, the, the drive or the passion to even do anything. And like I said earlier on, earlier on, what I have seen many people become is they start rolling with the wrong crowd. Their spiritual life drowns. They start gossiping. They start doing all manner of stuff. Because they have not been building their lives. You can't start building your life at the age of 50-something or 60-something. You can't start then. 
And that also depends on when you start, when, when, you, when you become a parent. But say, say you invest 20 years into your life, into the life of your parent, into your kids, and you didn't do anything in that period. Now they're out of the house. What are you going to do in your life? Let's carry on. Fathers provoke not your, uh, Colossians 3.21, Fathers provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Amen. Never drive them to resentment. So let's get into where we stopped last week. So last week I talked about what parenting is not, right? Uh, I said, uh, parenting is not to acquire high social status, which I kind of touched on briefly earlier on, you know, to prove to people that you are not barren. Like I said, many people have made parenting an idol in their life. They worship that state of being a parent. And you better not comment or say anything that sounds offensive. Do you hear that? That sounds offensive. How about their parents? They will, they will chill you out. You know, someone like me as a pastor, and you know, I think one one, one parent I, repre- I, I, I deeply respect in the church here, um, you know, their brothers and things like that. Um, the brothers who, you know, give us the chance to speak into the life of their kids. Uh, but many parents don't allow you to speak into the life of their kids. Sometimes you can see the vibes, you can see that they, you can see the anger. You know, I tell people's kids off sometimes, right, in a very nice way. Not like I tell them off. I can see the you can see the parent vibrating. You know, jacking. I'm like, you're gonna destroy the life of this child if you're not careful. And you know, people, people will nearly be throwing me stones and say, what, what right do you have? Friends, you know, like I said earlier, when I tried to establish my credentials, say I'm a pastor, I'm led by the Spirit of God. I can see a lot of spiritual things that many people cannot see. A lot. And the, well, not, not the goodness, but the beautiful thing is, every, for all the things that God has shown me, where people don't make adjustment, 120% of the time, it has been exactly as the Lord showed me. So I can, I can dance around and try to make you feel good about yourself, you know, not touch your, your idol uh, so that you, can, you, don't, you, you don't get offended. But I'm destroying you. I'm, 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 I'm not doing you any good. If the church will be what Apostle Paul called it, the ground and the pillar of the truth, your pastor got to tell you the truth. You guys relate with me offline. You know how nice, pleasant, open, approachable I am. If teenagers could always come around me, we have banter and stuff like that. He kind of tell, he tells you that I'm not a mean pastor. So if teenagers want to spend time with me and sit down with me, and they're not, if teenagers are not scared of me, then the parent does not have anything, anything to think in their mind to think this guy is hostile. No. Because teenagers are in service and I'm speaking right now. And they'll come and ask me questions afterwards. So parents, we begin to fix ourselves. If you are sensitive when the, Lord, when the Holy Spirit speaks through me when I'm teaching and you get agitated, fix yourself. You have problems. Let me call it as it is. You have problems when people, so that you, I want you to admit it that you have problem when man of God is speaking. He does not know your story. Something happened in your house last night, and he's teaching on Sunday morning, and he begins to call these things out. No information, and you are getting agitated, and you want to fight the pastor. You have problem. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, this is not. The, I didn't plan this. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. This, I didn't plan this. It's, 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 if anybody feels offended, please go and, go and speak to God about it. <laughs> because I, I can show you my notes. I mean, I've not started talking about what, I, what we won't talk about today. It's not my fault. <laughs> I'm playing my role as the pastor. This is pastoring 101. This is spiritual parenting. Why I call you and I tell you the truth. Amen. And if teenagers will not take offense, I mean, the reasonable teenagers among, among us, the ones that they heard are correct. Why should the parent take offense? I'm going somewhere. 
I'm just stay with me. I'm going somewhere. It shows us and tells us that there are some issues in our life that we should not ignore. If things I've said have rubbed you the wrong way, see, it is a good indication that there are issues in your life you need to deal with. Don't take offense. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's leave it as that. So, parenting is not to acquire a, a high social status to prove to people that you are not barren. Like I said last week, it's not a retirement investment. You know, uh, to have someone to look after you in your old age. That means... This is one of the messages that will have the least... <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's bitter truth. But what shall I do? Not tell you the truth? Then see your life and your and the life of your children crumble, crumble in, in years to come, or tell you the truth that takes you two years for you to adjust, and your children are happy and eternally grateful to me and your grandkids and your great grandkids. But the pastor, who did not think of how the, the, the church members would feel towards him and just told them the truth in love? Called the spirit of what it is. I repeat, if the church will be the ground and the pillar of the truth, like Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy 3, then I got to tell you the truth in love. Amen. <clears throat> so parenting is not to fulfill your vision of success. You know, uh, when I say vision of success, some people's vision of success is, you know, I have a footballer son. I have a basketballer son. I have a son who is a doctor. I have, you know, my mom blessed bless her heart, you know. My, I know my mom was with my message. Some of me, I'm not trying to have a dig at you. My mom said to me one day when I went to church, he said, you are the firstborn, so... Uh, you should study medicine. I was like, seriously? Because I'm the firstborn, I should study medicine. My mom lost a lot of money trying to get me to medicine. But she, she, if she watches this, she will give me feedback anyway. Right? My mom lost a lot of money trying to get me to study medicine. So much money. I failed my A-levels. I failed it anyhow. <laughs> I was reading overnight. It was not in me. I would go to school. I would start reading at 8. I will finish at 5. Before I was reading it. All the chemical equation was not, was not, they were not joining. <laughs> I meant to pass my, Wahek, my GCA, is it GCA to call it Wahek, right? I meant to pass it, praise the Lord, you know. But it was not in me. If mommy had known, and just said, see this guy, the way he talks, this guy is a, this guy is a business guy. A pastor recognized instead of me. Let's just put this guy on that road and let's get people around him. I will have been a millionaire and I will have bought my mom maybe how many houses. Mom, you see how um, <coughs> your vision for sex has not done, you, done us well. But glory be to God, we're still going to, uh, by God's grace, we're still going to be a blessing to our parents uh, to the degree and the desire that, desire we have. <clears throat> Amen. So, parenting is not to fulfill your vision of success. Ah, you know, when you, oh Lord Jesus, help me, Father, 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 Father. Yes, I'm just praying for myself. Pray for me. Father, 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 Father. What you just showed me to talk about is painful. Okay, let's say it. You know when parents, you know, when, when classes of parents, when they go visit one another and they sit at the dining table and they're talking about their achievement, their accomplishment, you know. So a father says, uh, my first daughter, she's a senior gynecologist at some, some, something in London. My second daughter, she's a surgeon at so, 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 so in London. My son, she is, and then the other parents whose children don't seem to have that level of accomplishment begin to see themselves inferior to that other family. Because 
how we define success is by the accomplishment in the life of our children. Friends, this is ungodly. Should we celebrate the success of, success of our children? Yes. But what about a child whose bent or natural talent is not in that direction? What if a child's bent and natural talent is in acting or a YouTuber? But I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, what, 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 that YouTube thing we talk about some other time. People's natural bent and inclination, I mean, abilities are unique and different. As parents, what we should do is to recognize it and help them to thrive in it because every talent and ability in a child was given to them by God and to add value to humanity. So if it's not a common bent or talent that is a, a popular bent or talent, then we should do the hard work, pray that God help me to see how you have created this child to add value to society. What makes you think that your child cannot be a pioneer or an innovator in that particular talent or ability. I'm going to touch on a few things that has to do with race. Race, and um, I'm saying this so that you don't feel like I spoke carelessly. Right? So before, because the white, now I'm speaking to a black parent, because the white man has not succeeded in need does not mean that your child cannot be a, a, a pioneer in that space. Amen. Someone, when I give, when I raise an idea, the first thing they say to me is, where have you seen that has done it? Where have you seen this done? I'm thinking, why do I need to have seen it done somewhere? Can't we be the one to start it? But it's a sense of inferiority. Amen. Guys, my white friends, I don't mean any disrespect. It's just showing you what the problems we have in the black community, and you can be a blessing, you can help out as much as possible. You know, we, we, I was raised to see myself inferior to the white man. Friends, I repeat, I'm not trying to throw any risk at, I'm only exposing the true situation in the black community. Especially some of us who were raised in Nigeria and did not have parents who were that exposed to help us build our confidence. And the religious circles that we were raised in has make us to feel to think the white man is superior to us. So when a child like me in church says something in the Bible, they dismiss it. But when a white kid in church says the same thing, they listen to it and they accept it. That is the evil culture I was raised in. So unconsciously, I saw myself inferior to the white man. Amen. So parent, what makes you think your child who has a natural, who's natural bent, bent or talent is not a, a common place? What makes you think they are inferior? What makes you think they cannot succeed in it? Parents, let us be hardworking to say, I want to explore. I want to do the work to help this child become what he or she is capable of becoming. Work with God. Be ready to read books. Trust God to bring resources your way. It is, being a parent is not, is not costing. It is work. It is raising a human being. Amen. So our children should not be used to fulfill our vision of success. No. And that's why we titled this Selfless Parenting because it's not about you, but it's about what God wants to accomplish in the life of the child. What is good in the life of the child. The Bible says, raise the child in the way it should go, not the way you want him to go so, so that you can feel good and feel successful. No! Parents, you don't understand how sad it is 
when a child says, my parents wanted me to do this, and I went through university, I succeeded in it, and when I finished, I gave them the certificate, then I started my own life. This is not nice. So, do you know how many years this child has lost? Opportunities he has lost to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. That is what we are trying to, I'm training you guys to be selfless parents because when you are thinking about yourself alone or what you want to get, you are destroying lives. Friends, what we do have impact on people's lives. Now, if your child wanted to study something around the midwifery or something, right, but you want that to be something else, now, imagine how many children this lady or guy would have saved in childbirth or even come up with an innovation or something in that space. But because you didn't allow her to go in, in the direction of what she feels the Lord is leading her to do her abilities, she made there the money, she's a CEO, and many children that shouldn't have died due to complication in one, in the, during childbirth died because of how we want to... Okay, because of the success we want to have. Because of our vision for our children. This is not to make anyone feel bad. But it's telling us the truth about what it is to be a parent. So let me conclude on what I was saying about my sense of inferiority to the white people. It really affected me in the workplace unconsciously. I just see myself inferior to white people. And with all due respect, many white people have been trained and were groomed, were raised to see black kids to be inferior. You know, you see, you see advertisement, advertisement, charity advertisement, or black kids with housefly flying over them and things like that. What about the black kids that are doing great works, innovation, creating new things, creating technologies, doing well in the tech space? Why not show those ones? I've been in churches where the pastors treat me like a second-class citizen because I'm a black man. <laughs> and it just and at some point in my life I was full of a lot of you know <laughs> oh <laughs> oh Jesus God help me a heavy a heavy low self esteem you know when I used to attend African churches I sort of say you know when a white person comes into the church there's a celebration. Now oh, we have one white person among us. This is stupidity. <laughs> that came out maybe not the nicest way, but it's truth. A white man and a black man are the same. The Bible says there's no white or black in Christ Jesus. You may not say that in your Bible, but if there's no discrimination in the Bible, it means there's no white or black in the Bible. Amen. So parents, talking about the issues in your life and stuff like that, can you recognize it in the, in the life of your child and help your child to be confident not see themselves inferior. I go to workplaces, some guys become some black guy, they, you know, they try to, what, <laughs> they, they, they try to suppress my voice. What I am overqualified for, they will not give me the opportunities I am overqualified for. When I say overqualified, I'm trying to say that I'm much more qualified for. They will not give, but they give to a white guy who is inexperienced. I confronted a guy in my, in my current place of work. I said, you know, this attitude that you give me, Right, I said where I've seen it in my life is is because it treats me condescendingly, and it was very very bad. You're talking about talk, talking about me in the workplace and stuff like that, and in meetings and say some kind of stupid and nasty things, right? And I said to him, I confronted him one day. I said, you know, I said, you know, so, so where I see this attitude, this um, this treatment 
that whereby you see yourself to be, you make me feel inferior to you. I said, in the places I've seen it in my, in my career, they are color motivated and he could not deny it. Amen. So if I'm not the person who is invested into building myself spiritually, building myself up, how do you think this is affecting me? Parents, I'm trying to show you some, in, some intricacies in the life of your children that you need to pay careful attention to and not your own vision, what I want. As long as you are a selfish parent, no disrespect, focused on yourself, you cannot help your child to grow, to become who God wants her to be. You cannot. Because self and the Spirit of God don't work hand in hand. Amen. What parenting is not, is not to promote or carry on your family legacy. Wait. When does a child, the Bible makes us to understand that God, God is the one who gives life to a child. Right? To very much extent, right? Because the spirit in a child wasn't fabricated by you. God put the spirit in that child. Now, your, what you did with your wife, right, could have, would provide, you know, produced the body, right? But it is God who owns the life in the child. And even that ability to even produce the body was not of your own. God gave it to you because the Bible says to one First Corinthians chapter six, I believe, He said, "Honor God with your body and your spirit, that because they belong to God. Your spirit, the spirit in the child, belongs to God. Even the body belongs to God. So a child is not something to use to fulfill one desire or something. No, parent." See, I know I'm coming, out, I'm coming across very strong this morning, but I'm telling you the truth that will help the generations to come. See, we still have a long way to go. See, I read in the past two months, I've read nearly, give or take, about 200 reports, research reports, more, more, more than 200 research reports of how many children are not happy, there's a word I'm looking for, are distressed in homes, are not happy with how the, their parents has raised them, they cannot wait to leave home to become something else. Many children that are turning away from the Christian faith, and majority of these, see, this is not accusing anyone, but exposing the problem that we are not that we are not obvious, that we are not cognizant of. Where did all of this stem from? Home. You know, I said last, something last week that a parent, they started giving me all kind of stuff, right? All kind of attitude and stuff like that. And they copied to a panel. What did I say to the child? Now, the child said to me, Lord Jesus, actually, I don't want to throw this because it wasn't a, when she said it to me, it wasn't confidential, but I tried to choose confidential. But she said she wanted to grow spiritually. And there's no one in her home, a family to help her, right? Uh, that is a very posh way to say it. it was, well, that's not exactly how she said it. But there's no one in her home to help her. And I said, you know what? And we had a conversation off the back of that. And then we still, we're having other conversations. And I said, you know what? And I noticed that, and so I, I questioned, I said, why are you not in church? Because you live in Music Kings. Why are you not in church? Right? And there's no one to, to come and pick me after church. And we're talking about a 20-year-old girl. <sighs> Your house is just about 10 minutes from home church. You know, we've had several conversations about you growing up spiritually and things like that. And I said, yeah, and there's no one to come and pick me. And I said to her, I said, come. Your parents will be harming you if they, they don't help you to be independent. 
She got offended, went to report to her parents, came to confront. She didn't show up in church the following um, the following um, the, the following Sunday. Came to confront me on Monday, and I spent forty minutes explaining to her. Say, I, I didn't say your parents will harm you. I'm saying, see, they would they'll be doing more harm than good, which means they would. Why in the attempt to help you, you know, to, in, in attempt to in, in their kindness and loving kindness, I spent 40 minutes talking to this girl. In, in their loving kindness, they don't mean harm, they are helping you. So they are giving you the best they can give you. But the time comes in your life when you realize that way. Your parents love you, but the thing is that there are certain things that you have to start owning in your life. And I give like personal examples how I was living with a woman who gave me everything that I needed. And I said, you know what? I noticed I was losing a sense of in independence. And I said, you know what? I'm not good. You know, she would use her credit card to even buy me bus pass. I said, I don't like this. This is, this is not going to help me. I, I became so relaxed and passive. And I went to take a cleaning job so that I can, you know, th this person works, you know, and when they have a job, they do a job, you know. So, as a 20-year-old, what stops you from even paying your own taxi to, I mean, back home? Your parents can drop you. And the parent called me and, they were, they, and the, the father said to me, he said, um, my, my daughter, she's very, very hot. Very hot. You know, she's very hot you know, where she is now right now. And then she said something to me. And then I just want to hear from I want to hear your own like, version of the story. Now, don't forget, this family, the, the mother used to be part of the church family. And, um, you know, she left at some point and stuff like that. But this man has never been to my church. And you know, she's attended, he's attended a few meetings we've had. Uh, no, not meetings, like parties and stuff like that. He said, I just want to, I want to hear your story. He said, my daughter said to me, said that um, you said, I will, I will harm her. I said, sir, is that what she said? I said, that's not what I said. I said, what? I said, I, said, I, said, I said, give me the full statement that she gave you. The full statement. No, no. All he said was, she said was, uh, you will hammer. I said, that's not what I said. And I explained. And the man started saying things like, you know, I'm giving you, it's, it's a privilege for me to allow your daughter, my daughter, to come to your church because she could have come to my church and they preached the same word of God. And it was very ridiculous. ridiculous. And I said, you know, man of God, it's been a pleasure knowing you and your daughter, but I get where he's going. I know what he's talking about. I said, you know, and I just say, you know, you can, this is your daughter. We don't want to come in between your family. It's been a privilege, you know, pastor and your child, blah, blah, blah. But I get where you're going. I know what you're talking about and stuff like that. So, the long story short, you know, some of the things the woman said to me, I mean, it took me two weeks to recover. For two days, I couldn't sleep properly. I was like, how can a mother say such a thing to me? You don't even hear the old story. And I was saying, and they were saying something like, you know, um, you know, we gave you the opportunity to come and explain yourself. I was like, this is absolute madness. You know, when we were manifesting the lunacy, I was like, Lord, I, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on here. I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling here. It took me two weeks to actually come to my senses because I couldn't just believe that a parent would come into a panel to question my pastoring after I've taken my time to explain. I was, see, they didn't even have the right to even invite me because they don't come to my church. But I respected them. Prince, am I making any sense? Right, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I actually talk about that because I know, um, due to curiosity, last week some people were saying, they're like, ah. so Pastor, what did you say? What did you say? No, what I said was, they will do you harm, more harm than good, you know, if they don't help, they help you to be independent. And that's parenting. And that's why we had all out breakout, breakout war. Have you all right? Have you all thinking? And I repeat to every parent, see, if you don't help your child to be, an independent, to be independent, which I'll go into more details, to be able to stand on their own emotionally, physically, psychologically and be able to hold um, tough conversations, 
stand their ground, get on the taxi, do what they're supposed to do. You are doing them more harm than good. I re- I, now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I am restating my position as a pastor of this church. So I'm talking about family legacy. Now, nah. don't try to use the chat to promote any family legacy. She's here, he or she is here to, pro- to, to be fulfill God's plan and purpose for our life. If your family legacy is in line with God's plan and purpose, fantastic. I know my time is out, but I need to, I need to, I need to share, I need to finish this things, guys. And your child is, you don't have a child to take over your business empire. What if it's or bend is not to business? Sell the company. Now, are we, am I making some sense here? No, are you guys now getting it? <laughs> are you getting it? When I said, what are you doing with your life? Now, and when your child, when they become an adult and they leave home, what will you be doing with your life? Because if all you raised your child for is for him or how to take over your business empire, <laughs> you, will not, you don't have a clue of how wicked you will be in your, in your manipulative tactics when you want them to do what you have raised them to do. Take away your business empire. It's not right, friends. Social media clout. See, don't have a child so that you can, you can use them to grow your social media profile. TikTok. Don't do this. See, your, your, your children, they are not money-making device or money-making tool. Now, I see some parents. I'm... I'm going to work with my, parent, my kids to be able to influence other young um, children to do stuff. But i got to be very careful with my motive. That I'm not putting words in their mouth so that I can use them to get subscribers and views. God is watching. A child will find out. Eventually. A child will feel used. A child will not be happy with you when they figure out that you were using them to... Get what you want to get. Because selfishness cannot be hidden. It will come out. Your motive will suffice one day. Amen. So I also put it. Parents should not try to live out their dreams through their children. No. I don't know what your dream is. It's kind of similar to one of the points I called earlier in terms of vision. No. I want an example of a dream is I'm a grandmother. See, I love grandkids. I've not had children, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking about grandkids. You know, and just, there's something about these grandkids. But what if my children, this is going to sound nice. What if my children doesn't, what if my child doesn't want to have a child? Or what if, God forbid, our marriage failed? Should I be pursuing a dream and pressure her, coerce her to do something that is not healthy for her? I've seen parents push their child to be pregnant for a man who is hostile to the woman, encourage her to stay in an abusive marriage because they want to have grandkids. This is evil. This is evil. Some women end up with cancer, died. Some end up with end up committing suicide because you, as a parent, ignorantly. Force them to stay in a marriage relationship because of your own dreams. So that when you go to your committee of women association, whatever they are, they celebrate you as the mother. Ah, you know, you have it. Um, your, your daughter is in America. Your daughter is in London. 
your son is in Jamaica. You know, you know they, 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 this one has three children. They don't have two children. Ah, grandmother. So you are dancing. You are the one that God has been a blessing to. Madam, with, madam, with all due respect, let God deal with you in that area. I can see a lot of people laughing. <laughs> Amen. So next one, let me see. We have more point for you guys. So uh, finally, everyone have an opinion of how to raise a child, but God has a way that we should uh, begin to align ourselves uh, to. Train up a child in the way it should go. Don't forget what um, was it? Ephesians six four says, you know, but to rear them in ten, in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord of the Lord. Amen. Wow, wow, I thought it was going to be a two-part message, but it's still going. Let's see how we go. Amen. So next week, I'll start looking at parenting. Okay, let me give you one definition of parenting or two. So parenting is a process that prepares your child for independence. Now, when I said to that lady, that teenager, right? And don't forget that this message, I've been preparing this message before we had that incident, you know, which I just shared with you guys. So what I talked about today has nothing to do with the incident we had in church. Right. I've been praying for this three weeks before we had the incident. Right. And um, some parents may feel offended because of how I, I addressed how I addressed the parents here kind of stuff. Um, don't feel offended about it. Try to understand what the role of a pastor is. No parent, no human being has a right to go into a man's church, right? And try to control him. Because what they try to do is to intimidate the pastor and they try to control him. And it's demonic. And if any pastor should ever allow a parent or anybody to control them, they will control the church. And they will sabotage the effort of God in that local assembly. So every, every pastor must ensure that they are strong. They aggressively stand their, aggressively stand their ground against the manipulation of people. If those parents should try and double-cross me or do anything, we're going to have a serious conversation. Then you will know that I am a... I'm Captain Sunday. Captain Sunday, that's it. Amen. So uh, parenting. <clears throat> parenting promotes and supports the physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and cognitive development of a child from infancy to adulthood. <laughs> man, things are coming, man. So we've had some correction, you know, this week and last week. Next week, we'll start going to some practical things to help you guys to be a good, uh, selfless parent. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus for your word has come to us this morning. Your rebuke, your correction to build us, to strengthen us, to help us. Thank you, Father, for Every one of us has been blessed and we've been corrected. Uh, we will not be offended at your word because you mean well for us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now let's go around the table. What stood out to you? What's your, what are your key takeaways? Praise the Lord.